0: thank our sponsors she funny a platform created to encourage funny women of color to be empowered in their funny by offering various resources and online visibility and also our friends here at cards against humanity for their hospitality and donated studio space i appreciate you both hey what up you're listening to kelly talks and i'm your host kelly howard happy workout week Yes, workout week. Y'all heard me. This is the week people try and go extra hard in the gym because they overate over the weekend. I myself am guilty of this. I ate so much food, y'all. Like we had family in town from Texas, and they cooked. Man, when I tell you I was lounging all weekend like a beach whale, just laid up feeling heavy. I wish I could tell you I'm one of those people that got it all figured out, like how to enjoy the holidays and not overeat, maintain a perfect workout regimen. Nope, not me. I will eat and eat and then the sweets roll out for dessert mm. and for the next two weeks my ass is wearing nothing but leggings but we all sacrifice for thanksgiving right you know how they used to do it for the do it for the cast or do it for the scope this is the same thing or do it for the do it for the vine i knew i was wrong i was like for the cast for the scope this don't sound right uh do it for the vine this is what you do it for thanksgiving you gotta do it you gotta sacrifice for thanksgiving it is a must Um, Hopefully you guys enjoyed yours as much as I did mine. It was amazing and I hope yours was too. It's just me today. I really enjoyed the solo cast I released on Halloween so I decided to do another one with just me sharing thoughts again on um, some things I think a lot of us may deal with at uh, some point of our creative journeys, especially around the holidays. Things get slow around the holidays. We start freaking out thinking that we've lost our momentum and it gets really weird. The last podcast I did was about happiness in the face of adversity. And for those of you who have not heard it, it's available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. So go listen now. This episode is going to be about downtime and how to still be productive when you're not booking or doing anything you think is a major win in your career or life for that matter. Um, This episode may or may not resonate with everyone but definitely i could see it being beneficial to the entrepreneurs and artists who rely solely on their individual efforts in order to eat (laughs) and maybe some of you sales reps or careers that have like a client-based type of deal you know times get slow right we know this calls slow down emails become flooded with ways to spend money even though you don't have any money coming in you go from booking 10 bookings a week to three Um, and you're having a slow moment, but yet your friend is booking a ton of work. (laughs) We go from being excited and optimistic to depressed and defeated. And I know that like, I myself have battled with this my entire career because for a long time I equated the success in my career or quote unquote, making it to some external factor. And we all know that if we look outside ourselves for something to complete us, we will always walk away unfulfilled. It's just how it is. So with that being said, what do you do when your schedule opens up a bit? When you got a little downtime? Well, I've come up with a few things that I think you can do that I do uh, during my downtime. You can embrace the rest and reboot. There's one for you. You can just chill the fuck out. Uh, You could spend some time checking in on meaningful relationships. You could do some much needed self-care. And y'all know that I'm a huge fan of self-care. You could get ready to be ready to be ready. And i'll talk a little bit more about what that is in a little bit or you can cry about it and feel like shit that you haven't booked a job this week so let's talk about these five options embrace the rest and reboot well because i'm a lazy hustler i like to hustle hard and rest even harder like super hard i like to smoke some weed get a massage binge play candy crush whatever doesn't require much mental thought i do it i usually get eight hours of sleep every night this is even when i'm not in downtime Uh, i typically get about eight hours of sleep i am a certified rester now if you're anything like me doing this for too many days will create restlessness and depression because you feel like i should be doing something being productive And to this I say go fuck yourself productivity because sometimes we just need to relax, period. We need to do nothing and that is fine. Moving on, and these are in no particular order by the way, it's just whatever works for you. Um, you could check in with meaningful relationships. I know that seems like a given, but you'd be surprised when we're so busy, then we get a break. Friends aren't always the first, second, or even third thing that pops into your mind. But those friendships are a very meaningful part of your life. Like, I like to check in with friends weekly, whether I'm sending a text message or an email, card in the mail, grabbing coffee, whatever. In some weeks, I'm so busy that I don't return the text for three weeks. And this is okay because if you got friends that understand the hustle, they'll be right there when you do get time. So um, so during the downtime, it's good to check in and nurture those relationships that mean the most to you, like letting them know they're important, even though you don't always have the time to show them. And now my favorite option of all, (laughs) not the last, just my favorite much needed self care. This is also something I advise my uh, I advise my workshop attendees to take full advantage of on a daily basis. And yes, this is something you can go overboard with when you have some additional time off. I love to read, like especially self help books or evolution and spiritual growth. Like I love that kind of shit. When I'm working. On a writing packet for a TV show or I'm writing new jokes for a taping, I have to take a break away from that because I can listen to that kind of stuff literally all day. Then I find myself talking about it all day too. So even though I have my own little micro self-care plan that happens daily with my morning meditation and daily free writing and not so daily workout routine, when I get some downtime and I know nothing super creative is coming up, I splurge on like mindfulness podcasts and audiobooks and walks and things that just really center me and slow my mind down from wanting. Um, and wanting and desire is a very natural thing. So don't get me wrong with that. But when all we do is want something other than what we have, it becomes kind of like a not good enough mentality. Like what we have, who we are, what we're doing is not good enough. So we must want something more or better. Um, yeah, and that can be completely stressful and overwhelming and just defeating this is also a really good time to get ready to be ready to be ready meaning to reevaluate your plan and what you want for the next coming days weeks or months and though this plan you create may not be the direction you continue to go in you get kind of get a sense or idea of what's next like if you're driving from chicago to la and you google it you look it up and get a plan you know you should be heading west But if you don't and you just start out traveling east, you're probably wasting a lot of time and ultimately will be frustrated when you've noticed you've traveled the wrong way. So when you're off, you don't have to be off. To relate this to the comedy world, a lot of veteran comedians feel like they should just get booked and that's that. And when they're not booked, they refuse to do showcase shows or open mics, even though I'm not a huge fan of open mics myself. But uh, doing these shows can keep me on my toes even when I'm not booked. Like downtime for any industry makes a great opportunity to become more skilled at something you think would benefit your progression. Acting classes, online courses, YouTube series, on ways to build your brand, basic things that you may not know about your chosen field or have your industry started to shift and maybe you need to shift too. So what new stuff should you know? Getting ready to be ready so when an opportunity presents itself, you're more capable to execute than you were six weeks ago or a year ago. Always a good idea to learn more. Um, Learning is living. And if you're not doing one or the other, then you're not doing the other either. You can't learn without living and you can't live without learning. So it's just one go hand-in-hand so embrace it (laughs) um and last but not least you can sit around and cry about the fact that you're in a resting stage of your career and take it from me when you do this the resting stage is a hell of a lot longer than it would have been had you chosen one of the other uh choosing that ain't no word we're not gonna do that had you chosen one of the other options uh i did a post on my blog on thanksgiving about being thankful so cliche i know But being thankful all the time as much as you can possibly remember to do so. Just remember to constantly be thankful for what's in your experience at the time. And I think this is one of the best ways to get out of your own way and just fully accept with pure gratitude all that is in your life right now. Because the truth is, is it's temporary. We choose how long a period in our life or career affects us. But also, it's the way, it's just the way that life works. You know, like it's... We can sit and rest in something that's bad, or we can, we can except that even the ocean has ebbs and flows. You know what I'm saying? Like the waves. It's just the way that things happened. Uh, In your career, there's going to be ebbs and flows. In your relationships, there's going to be ebbs and flows. In your finances, there's going to be ebbs and flows. There's gonna be periods when you are killing the game and there's gonna be periods when the game is killing you. It's all about how you see the shit. So a lot of the determinant factor of how it changes depends on how we perceive the situation. Are we looking at this as being a bad thing or are we learning from it and figuring out a way to make it work in our favor uh, I used to get bummed out if I didn't look as if I was doing as much as fellow comedians and I had to realize and not only does that not fucking matter at all but <laughs> I do do a lot and I also have other responsibilities and different emotional commitments to those responsibilities which is why we should never compare ourselves to others because things will always look different from one person to the next I have two daughters in their junior year in high school, which is a tough year for a lot of teens. Therefore, traveling excessively may create feelings of parental inadequacy when I know the girls may feel comforted by me being home for dinner or around to bring them their homework if they forgot to let home or able to pick them up from school on a rainy, snowy day. You know, the little things that I can provide that means a lot to my family. Um, there are other comedians that can travel and are perfectly fine with being away from their family for an extended time. And when the girls were younger, I didn't mind being away as much either. But now that I know I only have a year and a half and they will no longer be here for me to have this time with, I try to take full advantage of it because this is temporary. It's an ebb and flow. It will change in a year and a half, uh, maybe even before then. Who knows what their senior year is gonna look like and even if they're gonna want to spend time with me at that point. Um, So to sum this all up, downtime can be just as beneficial as the times when we're running around trying to save the world from itself. (laughs) We can still do nothing and do a whole lot at the same time. It starts and ends with how we see a situation, how we value the slow moments and what they mean for us. And when we make a decision on what we want to do with our downtime, we should embrace that. You know I use many of the options I discussed in this podcast. I do nothing on some days and I'm okay with that. I will phone a friend and I'm okay with that. I will go waist deep in some self-help Alanya Von Zahn, Oprah, Eckhart Tolle type of shit and I'm okay with that and I will make a plan and start figuring out the best way to execute it or reevaluate my current plans and I'm okay with that too. But one thing I try very hard not to do is be mad at myself for not doing enough or being gonna enough in any given moment because that's never the case. We only know what we know and we're only who we are based on, you know, the decisions that we continue to make. We are where we are in life based on the continu- the decisions we continue to make. So are those decisions benefiting us? If not, are we okay with this? If we are okay with this, then fine. If we're not okay with this, um, then that's when the change has to happen. That's when action has to come from it. But it should be okay if to do nothing sometimes. Uh, I have a family of artists and while at Thanksgiving this past week my sister and husband were in the other room editing video footage and no diss to them, they're hustlers and that's great. But when is it okay to do nothing? Hmm? When is it okay to just be okay with exactly where we are in life? I've started to notice that when I fully embrace exactly where I am, other opportunities open up. Other things happen where I'm able to learn more or go further or do more things. And it's because when you're in a in a less stressed state, you can make good decisions that benefit you. You can make solid decisions that are helpful in flourishing your life and in your career. It's when we are in that that place of need, want, not getting enough, this isn't good enough, I need more, that's when you start thinking about all the negatives. You know, that that desire of need, 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 I must have, 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 I feel like creates a presence of negativity. And I could be wrong. I'm no scholar, but I really do feel like in my life, my personal experiences, the more I look around me and see what I'm not doing or what I should be doing or what I should have, I start having all these negative emotions overwhelm me. And now I'm like, oh, shit, you know, had I only been doing that. Had I only been doing this, but then when I'm in a more relaxed state, when I'm in a peaceful state, when I'm like, OK, I'm doing this today, I'm doing that tomorrow. Maybe on Wednesday, I ain't doing a goddamn thing. Maybe I'm just sitting around doing nothing. And if I'm OK with that, it's crazy how many opportunities flood my way on Wednesday or on Thursday or, you know, whether it's a, a, a TV show that wants me to do you know, a, a, a walk-on appearance and have a conversation on a talk show or it's a fucking, um, a, a booking. You know, it's just like when I'm not stressing about where this is gonna, where, where this is gonna go, right? Where Where's where my career going? Ah! When I'm not stressing about it, so much more comes my way. Uh, and I think that's that whole resistance thing, right? And that's a law, law of the attraction shit that I'm not about to put out there in this particular podcast that's a whole deeper conversation so thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of kelly talks um i was really excited to come back with valuable information that i think people need to hear we beat up on ourselves a lot and i'm saying we yes i'm putting you in that because just as humans unless you were raised in one of those type of households that really really valued self-worth and important and they took you to the side and they talked to you and they make sure that you understood your emotions then you're probably like the majority of the world where <laughs> your emotions are a disarray you don't understand how to balance them shit is uh, hit the fan and now all of a sudden you know the world is about to explode because of something going wrong in your life when it doesn't have to be that dramatic. I think that we can cultivate an attitude of gratitude and we can learn how to appreciate what is in every given moment. And when we learn to do that, more things will come into our existence that make us happy, that bring us joy, because we're not looking for the negative. Um, I talked about this on the blog. Like when you buy a new car or you test drive a car, all of a sudden you see that same car. It's the same thing with negative emotions. When you start worrying about the things you don't have or you start focusing on the stuff that is is incomplete in your life, you start to create more feelings of incomplete, more feelings of less than and more desire of worthiness because you don't feel like you have it. So, yeah said all that to say i hope you enjoyed the podcast i would love to get feedback and uh comments and stuff and you know when i do my once a month or i don't know if it's going to be once a month but every time i get on here solo i'm definitely going to be spitting this type of game because this is what i love to do like i fucking love self-help i talked about that already and i love being able to be okay with ourselves and be compassionate with ourselves and know that we are in no fucking race with nobody but ourselves the only question is are you a better you than you were yesterday answer is yes then you're doing good if your answer is no then maybe you need to reevaluate your plan but nobody else is included in that um it's your own individual solo journey uh yeah i love you guys this has been a great podcast um make sure you come and check out a live show if you're in the Chicago land area you can figure out where all my shows are via my website www.kellyhoward.com k-e-l-l-y-e-h-o-w-a-r-d.com they're all listed there the podcast is also listed there the blog is listed there i would love for you guys to do this challenge i created called the thanksgiving challenge oh my god so cliche again but it's called the Thanksgiving Challenge and it's just 30 days of non-stop insane gratitude constantly, every day, all day, just trying to say thank you for something that is in your immediate experience. Um, so the details of how to execute that or how to log it is on my blog and I will also be blogging about that topic later this week uh cuz I've been slipping I ain't even going to lie I did it super hard for the first two days and now yesterday was a little slow and today I've only done it once uh it I mean it's a difficult thing to do to just constantly be thankful for what's in your what's in your experience but I really think it's beneficial Uh, in the long run so yeah join me there if you would like to do this challenge with me that would be so much fun but I'll check you guys next week I have an amazing guest coming on Kay Love she is a poet from Chicago Illinois and she's doing really really well in her career um and I can't wait for you guys to listen to her journey it's gonna be a great one so I'll check you next week peace I want to thank our sponsors, She Funny, a platform created to encourage funny women of color to be empowered in their funny by offering various resources and online visibility. And also our friends here at Cards Against Humanity for their hospitality and donated studio space. I appreciate you both.